we started playing our set and um this guy like hops up on the stage and like he's like he says something to me and i was like he's like grabbing the mic and i was like oh kind of like i thought he was like a stage hand you know everybody's kind of dressed kind of hippie up there anyway so i was like whatever and like and we got this on video too we'll probably post this some sometime we have to post this shit sometime but he like grabs the mic and he's like where's the singer or he's like how's it going like saturday night or something like that and everybody's like we're like all right maybe he's just hyping up the crowd i don't know and then he's like, start singing to Sunsloth. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it was. What did he say? Didn't he say, like, like I'm oh, a dirty dog. I'm a wild dog. I'm a wild dog. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the 68th episode of the Cast at Ends Creation. I'm your host, Chris Deering. This is a show where I interview bands and public figures from the Mathcore, Mathcore adjacent communities. If you beautiful people in chat have any questions or comments, feel free to drop them and I'll try to read them aloud. Uh, if you like this up for five bucks, you get access to some exclusive emotes as well as access to the interviews before they hit YouTube and streaming services. Uh, you can also sub for free by attaching an Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account. It's like taking five bucks from Jeff Bezos' pocket and just putting it right into mine. If you're watching this on YouTube or listening to this in your car and have no idea what I'm talking about, this show is first recorded live on Twitch. Join us every Sunday and Wednesday at twitch.tv slash the cast of creation for the live cast with that out of the way let me introduce our guest tonight who dropped their debut album telomeres back on june 4th welcome in himiko cloud how's it going great hey you doing good thanks for having us how on, you doing man? chris absolutely oh i'm doing great can't complain at all um <laughs> but yeah th- thanks for coming on guys you guys are you guys are awesome put out a sweet record uh tell us who you are what you do in the band my name is jacob i play drums I'm Kyle, I play guitar. And I'm Connor, and I play the bass. Alrighty. Uh, so how'd you guys come up with Himiko Cloud as your name? Uh, I believe it's like a cloud in the universe or something? What, what's going on with that? Yeah, it's uh, it's the name of uh, an ancient galaxy. It's from the first era of galaxies, and Japanese astronomers uh, discovered it, hence the Japanese name Himiko, which is a, a Japanese queen, an ancient Japanese queen. And uh, the galaxies from that era are all kind of clouds, but this one was much bigger. So they were sort of like confused by it. And it's supposed to be the largest object ever discovered in the universe, allegedly. You guys seem to have a big, uh, um, I guess, theme that deals with space. Like a lot of your song titles relate to that. Why why is space so so, uh, important for you guys? why that's a good question yeah I, well I like know. for instance when i'm listening to math rock i think of like i don't know if it's just because of all the bands that take photos in like the midwest and like cornfields and shit but that's what i think yeah. about is like farm right. and stuff like that um right. but you guys think of space yeah i'm i've personally always been into that and uh kind of have always wanted like a space rock angle to it and uh so astronomical references important and they tie into our genre i feel like the way the way we even write the music the way the song builds up and a lot of them kind of have they just seem astronomical themselves usually you know yeah i think the name fits our sound yeah um cricket slam says love the release guys more than likely going to be my math rock album of the year cool i love you thanks bro thank you Uh, so your Facebook was made in 2011, but just, uh, your self-titled EP, which is your first release, didn't drop until 2016. Why is there this five-year gap where you guys just didn't do anything? So the, our, this band 
formed out of the ashes of another band called Mothra, uh, which was Jake and I's old band, which was pretty similar stylistically. At one point, uh, five members, vocals and everything. And yeah, we said, screw uh, all that. We're going to strip it down to just, you know, well, it's just a Facebook name change. Yeah, it's, it's, so, it's sort of just like slowly over time dwindled down to three members again with no vocals. And at that time, the third member, um, not was me. then, yeah, it was then to be released at that time as well. So then it turned into me and Kyle. Me and Kyle felt it was best fit to change the name, start something new, um, and a new era, basically, of uh, music for ourselves. It's kind of why that, that happened. And we didn't change anything. We, we just changed the name on our Facebook, and we just kept going with the fans that we had locally, you know, and it was – that way we didn't have to – start over necessarily you know in a way it was like just a fresh start did y'all release anything under the name author yeah we we had one album we had, yeah one released. record okay that was self-titled self-titled yeah oh you need to send that to me i didn't know that you guys were doing stuff like that. yeah cool. yeah it's, it's way it goes uh, way back i don't even know where it exists I think, I think i actually saw it on our facebook page under like the music tab and i actually like was looking yeah. at how to remove it and I couldn't figure out how to but so I think it's on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook's not letting you get rid of it. Like thing. It. Buried in cyberspace. Their algorithms are nuts. <laughs> so the first EP had all three of you guys on it then? No. Uh, from Mothra it just ended up as Jake and I and uh, we we kicked the last member out um, and it just ended up as him and I, and we still had some shows lined up, and we were like, let's, because we hate canceling shows, so we just were like, let's just jam out just the both of us, and mm -hmm. fuck it, see what happens, and it ended up being really cool. I had a looper at the time, and uh, still do, I guess, but yeah, so I had my looper and just started using more effects to sort of fill out the sound, and it ended up being really cool, and so we decided let's just keep doing that, and so... Yeah. And then, so Kyle also recorded on that last EP. There is bass in there. Uh, That's true. Very, he did. He did some minimal, hidden. minimal bass just to add to the sound. You um, can't really hear it, but it's there. It's very it's lightly there. mixed in there. Yeah, we and we actually did a live recording that time too. So me and Kyle recorded together in the same room. We tracked the whole uh, the whole album in one day. Too. One day. Yeah, we just yeah we just ran through it like a set and just recorded what we yeah. could. And shout out to Chad Yenny. Yeah, nice. Uh, uh, Cricket Slam says in the chat that his favorite track from this is Aftermath. Loves how it starts out super chill, and then at a minute, at the minute mark, y'all switch, y'all switch it the fuck up on me. I was like, this is a super chill vibe track, then smack me with a uh, you thought wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we we actually love opening with that one, and that's pretty much like been our. That was actually the first song that like we put together when I joined the band two mm -hmm. like the very True. first one that yeah. was like a new one since i joined the band new for all of us um and that's that's pretty much been our opener for yeah. that or challenger mm -hmm. yeah. but those those have been our openers and challenger originally didn't have a whole song it was like just that first minute or so right that we used to play and then we used to like go into anatomy from that but um, now it's a full song. Sorry, we got what? another health <laughs> It's all good. It's all good. Uh, why didn't y'all start the album off with that then? If that's what y'all uh, y'all start your sets with. Um, I just for some reason I've always had Challenger in mind as the intro. I think it's also a good opener, and we have opened shows with that before. 
but since then, just I don't know, kind of decided that Aftermath is also a cool opener. You guys have been playing Challenger for a while too, so I feel like Challenger is like a great transition from like the old Himiko or like from the early Himiko to like the more yeah another true. stage yeah. of Himiko. Yeah, definitely Challenger. The beginning of it sounds a lot like some of the uh, the sounds you'd hear from Mothra. Essentially, it's almost like, and then it transitions almost. So it was kind of cool to start with that as like a, oh familiar, and then it totally changes. You know, halfway through that track. Uh, so in keeping with, uh, the five year timeline after five years after EP came out with this album, did it take five years to write all this or what? What's up? No, we, we've actually been playing pretty much all these songs live for, and like had all these songs live for like three or four yeah. years. Some of these songs are pretty old. It just took a while to like find the right time to record and the right yeah. situation and then COVID happened and really slowed the process down, you know. So. Did y'all record, like, while the lockdowns were happening? Yeah. We, yeah, we we tried. I mean, there was a big chunk that we couldn't, um, but, yeah. And we also wanted to really take our time with this release, too, um, yeah. and make sure that it sounded how we wanted it to sound. Yeah. Just make sure it was the best piece of art that we could produce. So. <laughs> Took our time. Uh, so... You're, you're instrumental rock, but I gotta say that you guys could definitely, like, do well with vocals on it. Why why, why haven't y'all added vocals to your songs? Was there ever a conversation of one of you guys uh, singing or bringing on somebody that could? We've thought about it. It's always, it, of course, it's been brought up many times. Because um, y'all have a lot of, like, the riffs and, like, riff into chorus into riff into chorus kind of thing happening. Like, I told them they should let me like sing. This. Hey, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I them, but um, it's also uh, lyricism as well is 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 like the hardest part of it. I think it's like singing is one thing, but then it's also finding the right lyrics to fit these songs the way we want them to. Else, just uh, that process, I feel like adds to what we're already trying to accomplish with the music itself. And it, I would rather have somebody else be able to come up with those lyrics and and do that themselves, so we can focus on what we're doing. I actually have been doing that. Like when I listen to your stuff, uh, like you know, after I listen yeah. to it a couple of times, I'll like come up with like spots where I think like you know vocals should be and be like humming along to it and stuff like that. That's yeah. <laughs> so it does work. Let's try it out, man. Let's try it out. Early on, maybe it was like thought of, but um, you know, I feel like we've been pretty set on being instrumental. I don't feel like at this point this band needs a vocalist at all, and. Um, yeah, I think if if we ever did anything with the vocalist, we would just be a different entity. You know what I mean? Different mm -hmm. band. I there's no plans to add vocals to this band. We definitely like being an instrumental band a yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah. We all we all three of us are pretty. And a lot of our influences are instrumental too, which yeah. helps that kind of just that confirmation that um the stress of like thinking at times that we should get a singer or that you know. <laughs> that would definitely remove that question always being brought up and in that thought, you know. But um, Aren't you guys ever the bands, a lot of the bands that we we listen to and, and really enjoy, that are very influential, uh, are instrumental, oh, or even are, at one time were. We are uh, going to get to uh, influences. Um, Cricket Slam says, as a vocalist, please don't add vocals. Although it does seem interesting. 
So you got you got somebody voting voting against adding a vocalist right there too. Um, I like him, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are so what are your, some of your current influences uh, coming into the project? Uh, I like I'm, Sean a lot. Sean. Okay. Yeah, I've been influenced by uh, Nothing's new release, The Great Dismal, a lot lately, just melodically and atmospherically and. Yeah, and oh, there's a great artist I just discovered called Bobbing that like blew my mind. He's uh, it's sick. a solo endeavor. Uh, he's the ex guitar player of uh, Feed Me Jack, which is a oh, great, great band. Really? Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I don't know. Lately, that's Feed Me Jack's my too. main influences, I suppose. That makes total sense. What about you, Connor? California. I mean, we've been, yeah, dude, like definitely like in the last year, like lots of, um, um, some intervals and like strawberry girls. Um, oh yeah. Strawberry girls is sick. No, I really like Forrest as well. So any of like any of their stuff, so like Covet, he plays for standards too. Standards is a big one for me too, I guess. Like, I really like that. Ben Rosette, you know, he's one of my favorite drummers too. Um, Strawberry Girls, so. Alrighty. I swear, there's so many artists that have like multiple <laughs> bands in that area, man. So it's like it's cool. Uh, yeah, everybody's just uh, you know, train train uh, members around. Um, so what's the writing process like? Uh, is one of y'all directing it mainly, or are y'all just bringing in different things, throwing them up against the wall? Uh, okay, I guess I guess we have our uh, oh, yeah. writer here. <laughs> Um, I would I would say usually it's it, it varies but usually I kind of come in with um, some music like either a skeleton of a song or just like ideas. a series of yeah ideas and then we all piece it together together. Yeah, a lot of our jams actually happen. So some of the best as far as the writing process it actually starts with us preparing for a show potentially sometimes or you know having like maybe 15 20 minutes like still left in the amount of time we usually practice which could be anywhere from an hour to two hours once a week if that and that comes with kyle you know uh, going through something that he's been playing and then just out of nowhere we'll start filling in and, and that that's like the uh, initial okay remember that you know because that's, <laughs> that's good stuff so so y'all um, only get together for like one to two hours a week to practice? Yeah, man, we're all kind of we're kind of this is dad zone over here. So oh, we okay. Dad, so we this one we can. We also share a space with like numerous other bands and artists. So um, that to me seems like it's been um, what's more conflicting with being able to practice because it's also when we can, but then it's not just when we can. It's there's multiple people sharing the same uh, space as us. So. Mm we have to communicate with them in order to get the, the time that we want to, you know, so. I assume that y'all um, are doing a lot of practicing, like, at home and stuff then. Definitely. I definitely do, yeah. I play every day, at least a little bit. So I bought an electronic kit so I could do that. Don't piss <laughs> off my neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> you ever record with the electronic kit, or are you strictly acoustic for recording? No, I'm interested in doing it. Um, it's kind of new to me, so I'm still, like, learning the process of how to that's going to be our next demo when we uh, when we go to record our next songs to bring to the studio. We're going to record with Jake's electric kit, probably at my house, which is where we're at right now. 
Alrighty. Uh, well, speaking of recording, uh, this was recorded, mixed, and mastered by Culver Polly at Shadow Exhibit. Exhibit. Uh, so what was the recording process like? Well, Culver is a really good longtime friend of ours. We've known Culver since just coming out of high school. We bonded over um, smoking weed and Taco Bell and Black Dolly murder and, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, all sorts of fun stuff like that. And um, pretty much just became good friends ever since then. And um, now he's he's just been going at it with the his studio for a while he has like a like false walls and everything and didn't he go to school too he's he's been doing like the urm university of recording mixing mm-hmm. our ultimate recording machine and like all sorts of other training and lessons and stuff but he's just he just seemed like a really good fit to do that and lots of gear and He's great to work with too. He's pretty much the fourth member of Himiko Cloud. Yeah, and he also understands our music really well too. Yeah. And he's heard the album more than anybody ever will. So that's kind of Very how cool. he, you know, became the fourth member. Yeah. Does he like uh, push you guys to, you know, redo that one part because, you know, kind of, it was yeah. kind of sloppy and stuff. And yep. actually, like, there was a couple parts on the album when I was tracking guitars that he, like, gave me suggestions and stuff. And it the parts turned out really cool. Um, and like my parts are pretty sacred to me, but I really trust him. And we, I don't know, we experimented a little bit and it turned out really cool. All right. What, what was some of those parts? Uh, there's a part on telomeres where you can hear like some really high guitar harmonies that aren't, that I don't necessarily do live. I usually do like a swell on the whammy pedal. But just the way we recorded it, mm-hmm. I kind of was messing around, and he's like, "That'd be cool." And then we layered on top of that. Um, yeah, and it sounded cool. That's just one example. I don't know. There's there's a few, but yeah, I just it was cool to have him to there to um, I don't know push me a little further. Yeah, and I do trust him, so it was you know it was cool. Nice. How long uh, did it take you guys to record? Too long, but I think I did five I years. Did. About five years. Well, we did. <laughs> Kyle actually originally went up there and basically set the structure for a lot of the songs and the tempos and stuff, and then um, then we kind of well, I think Connor recorded most of his parts at his house through his setup um, and kind of sent over the stems to him, and then Culver mixed them. Um, we recorded like most of the or like maybe like half the drums or most of them or something like that and then we still had some stuff that we needed to go back and edit Mm -hmm. i think on guitars and then we had the covid wave hit and we couldn't go in during that time he built a separate drum room for a studio and when we went up to re-record they were so much better that we were like let's just redo the whole thing so i ended up redoing everything except challenger that is the only song that actually kept the original the True. first the first time up uh drum tracks was challenger well, it sounded so good i was like i don't want to get rid of that and not only that but challenger is a hard song it really is so <laughs> when i heard that mix i was like i don't want to try to do that better because <laughs> I, like, I feel like it would be it would have made it you know 10 times more difficult that time just with the new the new setup all righty um so uh your artwork was done i i don't know if i can say the name right Mac- makayo honor yeah right? or yeah, yeah. Oh, I nailed it. Wait, okay, sweet. <laughs> uh, we yeah. got it up on the uh, on the yeah. screen now. Uh, looks He's... like. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, dude, go for it. No worries. Uh, I was gonna say, it looks like uh, strain of DNA. 
like maybe on space or something yeah but... yeah mm-hmm. okay nailed so it again nailed it again yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's part of the telomeres reference which uh is the end of a chromosome so it's yeah. the part of the dna that's responsible for aging, for aging cells yeah. mm-hmm. oh, so nice it determines sense. like cell length but um, why why uh like about cells and all that stuff well we're also into uh science and biology and stuff and um as far as the name of the album and just the name of that song there was no uh it was just one of those things where i kind of had that title like i have a big long list of titles and sentences and things in my phone and uh since we're instrumental there's no lyrics i just um usually either think of something on the fly or look through my list for something that fits the vibe of the song and i don't know telomeres ended up being i don't know that song ended up being named that and then we kind of expanded from there conceptually with the artwork and everything so yeah so do you all know uh mckay mckayo uh personally or is just something that you found on instagram or something yeah he's a great dude local local artist here in our in our valley yeah, well, let's see. We just bump bump paths. Um, we've known like the same people for a long time, but we've like maybe like six, five or six years ago, something like that. We just started hanging out more often, and um, he does lots of cool art for. Um, he won like there's a super cool festival in Washington, and like they get all sorts of artists to play there. Like Chon played there like four years ago too. It's called summer meltdown. Oh yeah. It's insane. It's kind of turned into like an EDM festival a little bit, but it's, yeah. they get like all sorts of really good funk bands and jazz. And it's really cool. That's another good one. Yeah. Talc played there too. Yeah, Kenny, anyways, Kenny G played with Chon there. Right? Yeah. No, that was in Cali. Oh, that was, a, oh, anyways, but, um, that happened though. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, you also got three music videos for this release uh, for Telomere's Sunsloth and Terrestrial. Gotta say, uh, Sunsloth's my, my favorite song by you guys, also. I just love that intro riff so, so much. Cool. Thanks, man. Um, I'm gonna play some of your videos while we're talking about it. Um, so we got Sunsloth playing now. Uh, hopefully, it's not too loud. Uh, what, uh, what was the idea behind this? Uh, who, who came up with it? The, the video yeah um, i think we i think we all kind of had a little idea to do something outdoors and just like uh, i think uh, connor or somebody we brought up the idea of looking for a treasure and that that like kicked off the okay let's let's go on a walk let's we have we live in such a great valley with uh a lot of those options available um so which the main one was columbia the columbia river which is also entitled of the song was where we decided to do this video um kind of where it all started and that just kind of we just kept coming up with more ideas on how to start this video and how to locate this for you know this this hidden treasure <laughs> hey i <laughs> saw it it's uh, just like a pointy rock and she's just like, <laughs> it has like a shiny rock <laughs> made that. it's great yeah he made that i did so wait when y'all made it yeah, yeah. He, he made it yeah connor I made it a long, a long time ago, actually, and so, um, <laughs> it's a treasure. Okay. Yeah, we, that was like the hardest part of the video was to find what actually would be like the coolest thing to find at the end. So we were like, yeah, basically that thing helped to like open up the portal for us to 
transcend at yeah. the end of the video. Oh, that's why I'll disappear. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Just, yeah. We're, we're like, we gotta, we gotta float away. Dimensional shift <laughs> at the end of the video. That's right. I was gonna say, what does treasure hunting have to do with like space and all that kind of stuff? And it, so it kind of ties together at the end. So, yeah. Alrighty. Yeah. Portal. <laughs> yeah, we definitely had the idea. One of the first early ideas was like, I just had this. I don't know if ever like we just like all came up with it or what, but like definitely had like a image in my head of like all of us like dematerializing like that. So it was cool to see it come to life. Yeah, that was a video. For sure that, that. Uh, and then it didn't take very long to do that, and so that's why we added in like the playthrough. So we were also like in our practice space filming, as well as okay. throwing those pieces in there as well as uh, the outside and, and the yeah. octopus fingers was Kyle. Kyle's <laughs> idea. Those were my sons. <laughs> <laughs> I stole them for a day. He, he still doesn't know, so yeah, don't tell him. So this is your practice space. It looks like a basement. It's a it's, it's a, a warehouse. warehouse. So it's, it's like, like huge an old for a practice space. Yeah, it is. There's it's, it's yeah. this huge like space that's just under like it. Um, yeah, it used to be this huge warehouse in Wenatchee where like just was like loading on one side and then um, the other side people were like buying parts out of it, like a Lowe's or something kind of like that kind of stuff. But now it's like this huge um artist collective so there's like painters silkscreen printers one of the guys who pretty much like runs the scene around here at least most of the shows at snatchy records and oh he has his headquarters and space in there where he does his silkscreen he built a stage back there so once we get it up to code we can have legit shows in there and um kind of turn it into a diy venue back yeah. in there yes and He's super into yeah. VHS, so all of in our terrestrial video, that's that's Sunsloth. We filmed it on the stage, and then to the side of it is the VHS wall, which is where we filmed for terrestrial. That's like every uh, this. I mean, not just Disney VHSs, but every other VHS at that time in that era on that wall. And it honestly, I can't even look at it; I'll get lost. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I, I was going to mention, uh, you were kind of like looking over to the left a lot, uh, Jake. Like, wh what were you staring at? In which one? In uh, the <laughs> Sunsloth video. Sunsloth? Um, I looking was over probably, the left that's my left. good ear. That's my good ear. So what I was doing was probably trying to hear the track on top of it. Make sure I was playing along with the right tempo. Okay, okay, okay. That seemed to be, the, actually seemed like to be like the hardest thing was to play that I mean, I'm not gonna lie, this is the first time we did like a video on top of our songs. Made me not only realize our songs are a little more difficult than I thought they were, but two, filming them to the tempo in the actual track as well was pretty difficult. We've we've never done music videos before as to like two recordings, you know, <laughs> that are already I don't know, like we've uh we've never done music videos, so it's it's definitely hard for um like all three of us to Yeah. So this was the first music video y'all did? Because y'all y'all three of them. The terrestrial one, yeah. Yeah. Terrestrial. Yeah, we've never we've never had a music video out. Or that okay. but for uh for Sunslot, that was the first video that where we were all three playing at the same time in the video. Yeah. And so it made the takes hard because only one of us could have the in ears in. And so we tr we tried it and I think Kyle ended up having it. So Jake was trying to like 
listen to Kyle, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It was a process. We're definitely learning. It's a learning process. Cricket <laughs> um, Slam says, Sunsloth kills it. Uh, my kids... Oh, he took my kids to my parents while jamming Telomeres. Was jamming Columbia and both girls fell asleep halfway through the song. It's such a relaxing song. Nice. Yeah. Nice. The like Columbia that. is a really big, slow-moving, relaxing river, so song fits with which, the vibe. Yeah. Oh, I, when y'all said, when is Columbia? I thought, like, the space shuttle. I thought that was a show where, like, oh, totally. We, I mean, we <laughs> actually live here in Wenatchee. Uh, the, the Columbia River runs basically right through the center of town, through the valley here. Yeah. Okay. So we all grew up here in... Okay. Yeah. Deborah Dink in chat says, y'all mentioned Tower. So do y'all get inspiration from the jammy type bands like Papa Papadocio and others like them? Because I know Sean has done shows with them as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Tau's Tau's one of my one of my favorites for sure. Definitely. Tau. I know I know Papadocio as well. They're sick too. Um. So let's see here. Uh. So you guys just got back playing the shows recently. Did one last Friday. Um. I feel like y'all had something scheduled for the week before that too. Did that not work out? I thought um, that y'all had another one. Up. I thought I saw a flyer. Maybe not. It was no, just the, just the one last Friday was our only one. Um, I think we put out the flyer from the next one that's coming out, which is in our uh, oh, okay, that might our be local it. venue here at the Wally's. Yeah, we have another okay. one that's next next month. Okay. Well, how is it uh, returning to shows? It was cool. the The venue we played, uh, you know, we actually were able to have a small in person audience, so it was pretty sweet. It was there was such an awesome. It was live streamed as well, so there was such an awesome light show and there was a huge camera and boom swinging so the audience was pushed back and so we actually couldn't really even see the audience yeah. the whole time through the smoke and there was a bunch of smoke too so um but <laughs> nice. it was cool all out. Like, there was oh, a couple was cool. of points where we could hear people yelling and a couple points where we could see people out there but for the most part it was it was awesome it was yeah I it was love great that space. spirited monkey ricky we love you everybody yeah. else there we love you Basically, yeah. they had somebody bought pizza and we showed up there and there was just a bunch of homies hanging out. They like locked the doors and they had a bunch of beers and drinks out that everyone could just grab. So it was like just kind of a big like big pizza party. Uh, yeah, big exactly. pizza party where like everyone was hanging out together. It was and since it was Domino's. It was like super a, cool. It was a known thing. Fuck Pizza Hut, I guess. So. <laughs> okay. Domino's is the best is the best one out of the chains. <laughs> yeah. And um. Yeah, we all hung out after for everybody kind of just hung out there together for like a couple hours after the show. Yeah, and like half the crowd were like the people helping me get the, the rig moving again. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, you, you mentioned uh, the, the truck or I don't know. what is it a van? It's a, it's a van, right? No, it's it my truck. truck. Yeah. Oh, it is a truck. Yeah, there we go. Truck we packed all our gear in. Um, essentially, yeah, we were like a mile away from the exit to get to the venue and uh, the tire blue. Like right off the freeway going 70. It was, luckily, it was the rear one, so it was like a little bit easier to get off. But it was a, uh, it was really strange because right where we pulled off, um, on the guardrail, like right, right where we parked, it said my name on the yeah, side. Yeah, uh, we're showing it up on the stream right now. Actually, it's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah like, we didn't notice it for like 15 minutes, and then we were like, yeah, I saw that. Who put that there? And then we we're like, wait, that. You didn't put, the, and then we were all like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> yeah, so then, we were like, "That just happened." So then we ended up getting a tow 
we we all packed into a tow truck. <laughs> he towed us to the venue. Towed to the venue. It, we uh, we parked there. I literally played the whole set with my truck sitting out front with this shattered tire, like right in front of the venue. Like, and and then yeah. by the, by like by the end of the show, um, we finished the interview at the end, and but I went outside just to check on it, and there was like five or six people from the show. Uh, all like assisting and helping getting this thing moving again so it was pretty cool already working on it yeah yeah so they called up there there needed quite to be process. like a special part there was two special parts that we needed to get it that we didn't have and so one person <laughs> had one and he called somebody who was at the show earlier and they came back down and yeah. brought the right hex nut and yeah everybody came and there's a awesome. bike shop right next door so his spare that was not fully inflated they were able to inflate it and <laughs> Jeez, everything worked like, out perfectly. Like, I, I realized if I had only these two totally simplistic insane. tools, like it would not have been this process. But uh, it turned into quite the process. But thankfully, there was a lot of really nice people there that were willing to assist. Right. Usually, this is like a big disaster for bands that are you know driving <laughs> yeah. out the shows and stuff. But y'all seem to work out just fine. Yeah. Get, also, <laughs> also, just make sure you get AAA if you're out there on the road. Oh, definitely. it's worth it because that's what. That's they, what saved us. We got a free tow to the venue. Yeah. So <laughs> nice, nice. You know. Worked out. Thanks, Connor. Yeah. Thanks, Triple A. Thanks, Triple A. Thanks, Yakuza. Thanks, <laughs> you know, thanks, Domino's. Thanks, Domino's. <laughs> well, what's your favorite uh, Domino's pizza? Ooh. I'm really starting to like pineapple on pizza. All of a sudden. What the fuck, man? Come on. No, I. No, I, I don't like pineapple on pizza, but I, like I was so hungry pizza. at the end of our set, and then the pizza was cold, which I I think you can really tell a good pizza when it's cold, and for some reason, this cold pizza with pineapple on it, which I just, it was the box on top, you know, so I didn't want to be the guy, like, going through the boxes, so I just <laughs> went with the pineapple one, and I actually was like, wow, it's pretty good. Veggie. I, I definitely fuck with pineapple on yeah. I, I like pineapple. I don't. It's not my first go-to. We're gonna start a huge thing. argument right now. On <laughs> I don't know, man. It's supposed to be like a savory thing, and like you're putting the sweet stuff on there. I, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't. I'm a spicy guy myself, though, so I don't know. Actually, pineapple jalapeno. Yeah, pineapple jalapeno. See, yeah, when you is really good. Okay, now that sounds good. Uh, is that like that's not a thing at Domino's, though, right? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you can probably order it. You can always know, toss some jalapenos. I'm more of a wing guy. I'll get their wings. <laughs> okay. Okay. I've never had Domino's wings before. <laughs> yeah. Me neither. So, uh, what would you say your best show was? Best show. Ooh, we have we have like two that I think are like tied for for first. Night versus is night versus is for me. probably opening the first. for night versus because yeah. they're That's a big yeah. influence on us, and the show went great, and we met them, and they're really cool and. Yeah, it was a great night. It was. We also played with with Dead American too, and like Cove from Seosin was is their singer, and they're like they rip super hard. It's like a and also really nice people too. Yeah, it was great. I haven't heard the name Seosin in like a decade. Yeah, right. I know. Uh, they're supposed to, I think they're coming back too with more new. Dude, yeah, I saw they're on uh, that big festival with like Killswitch Engage and stuff. I think what it's called. Uh Crazy. Yeah, so it'll be cool to see them doing that. I mean, that's that was like a what oh nine oh eight, like oh man, right? Yeah, way back. What would you say uh, your worst show was? We have a couple, I think, as far as something that would it would tie into like 
I guess Honestly, the tire blowing out should have been the worst show, but it ended up being a really it ended good up one. Being a good show, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which was cool. They realized that like our energy, like with dealing with that, like topped that and made that not a bad thing anymore. You know, right. as much as it really started out, and we're sitting on the highway going, we have to sound check in thirty minutes, and <laughs> we got nowhere to go right now. Like we're sitting here. <laughs> we, so we had a show. Our first show with Connor oh, on yes. bass was in Moscow, Idaho, at. What was the festival called? Uh, uh, Modest Music Modest Fest. Modest Music Festival. And we oh, played, yeah. had Built to Spill was headlining. Yeah. Oh, was, shit. Yeah. Was awesome. And uh, we played, well, well, we had a certain time frame to play. Um, so we got all set up. We played. Um, and we actually had about, I think we probably played about half our set. And then we, one of we, us asked the sound guy how much time we have. The, Kyle. And the guy goes, you're done. Well, the problem was, <laughs> but you're like halfway through the set. You said like. Well, the problem was the band before us. I'm not gonna name them, but. Okay, one of these guys they, just like, takes forever. Like, I gotcha. They played like, like two thirty sets. minutes over the time. Like they clearly didn't give what? a fuck about anybody else there. <laughs> Why did they stop them? Yeah. The sound guys like, oh no, you guys are done. But these other yeah. guys. Yeah, and then like yeah. so we the seriously got on the stage and started our set in like two and a half minutes. Yeah, we, I think we were was, like we were already like we drums were, were set up and we just. Bam. And then at one point, like started, like a song stopped, and I, which I'll never do this again, was like, "How much more time do we have?" And they're like, "Yeah, I think you're done. I think we're good." Yeah. And then, <laughs> then like nobody, like dead Every, silence in the crowd. It was the most awkward like, moment of people all time. Were, I think done. a few people shouted out like, "Like, oh no, like, like play more." And then everybody was like, and then he was like, "Actually, we're done." And everybody was just like, "What?" And yeah, it was, it was just crickets. It was such like, a weird moment. Everybody was like, "Are you serious?" But we sold a lot of merch right after that. Yeah, like a bunch of people bought our. I think we had a few physicals too, and we had some shirts of our old EP. Nice. Learned uh, learned the secret there. Just cut your set off short. People want to go buy your merch. I like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, and, you know, maybe a little bit of feeling bad helped that process. Yeah. I don't know. It worked out though. And it, we, we also dropped, like, a buttload of money on a hotel for that show and drove, like, five and five a half hours, hours to get hours, there. Yeah. Five hours. Oh, so it, it sucks, like, man. So you played, like, what, two songs? Like we played, like, two or three songs, yeah. We had we had probably maybe six. So we were probably about halfway. And, yeah, of course we gave Kyle shit for asking. But Still to this day. Because <laughs> so, it never asked the sound guy how much time we have. Man. I never would <laughs> What about the weirdest show you guys have played? Um, so some of the things that people have said in the past is like uh, we've had a band play in an ice cream parlor before. We've had a band play uh, at an elementary school for fifth graders, which is weird. Um, but uh, yeah, any any odd places you guys have played at or any shows that just came off weird? So yeah, there's this like old school like uh, hippie festival that's like rainbow fest status is called barter fair okanagan family fair we i grew up going up there and stuff i think anyways it's like the burning man for washington they got State. some sweet bands up there we play yeah. up there the, like the last few years and stuff that they've had that um obviously not this last year but last year we went up there we've got like a saturday night slot and like everybody's kind of turning up up there and like <laughs> we get all set up and there's like some different people helping us out and um Oh, we started. In, we started. Inhaled. We started playing our set, and um, this guy like hops up on the stage, and like he's like he says something to me, and I was like he's like grabbing the mic, and I was like oh, kind of like I thought he was like a stage hand, you know, 
everybody's kind of dressed kind of hippie up there anyway so i was like whatever like <laughs> and we got this on video too we'll probably post this some sometime we have to post this shit sometime but he like grabs the mic and he's like where's the singer or he's like how's it going like saturday night or something like that and everybody's like we're like all right maybe he's just hyping up the crowd i don't know and then he's like, start singing to Sunsloth. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it was. What <laughs> did he say? Didn't he say, like, like I'm oh, a dirty dog? I'm a wild dog. I'm a wild dog. <laughs> and then, like, one of the stagehands ran off. up and, like, pushed him off. And then, like, we're playing. And, like, dude, 45 seconds later, he pops back up on again. And uh, <laughs> I don't think he quite got the mic, but, like, Almost, somebody, somebody but at that point, one of the actual and, like, shoved him like off staff the stage. there, yeah, finally got him. We had found out that it was he was talking to someone that we like are acquainted with, and that they're not like essentially like didn't know that they've never seen our band before. I don't necessarily know too much about our band, and so he's like, "Oh, you're singing in Connor's band?" Like he totally wasn't paying attention to what the guy was saying and he had encouraged that guy to go up on the stage nice <laughs> and uh yeah so it was a funny that we learned that later it but, was yeah. a very weird we story. had a great time <laughs> the rest of the set went great there was like kids cartwheeling and hula hooping and yeah huge cool. crowd and nice. oh, so nice how many people you think you played to Oh man, I mean, there's so many people walking around up there yeah, too. It was but like, like I would say, as far as the crowd, they're like easy uh, 140. No, I think I would put Maybe. like 60. I don't know, somewhere between 50 and it felt we, like 60. We don't know is the answer. <laughs> it was That's awesome. Man. So a lot, uh, were, a lot of people are out in their tents and stuff. There, there's so, yeah. at Barter Fair walking around. There is it's mostly focused on vending, but there's like. Ten or twenty thousand people up there usually. Nice, all right. So there's definitely a lot of people floating around, echoing, and we're, there's the only one stage up there, so the sound definitely echoes around up yeah. there. I would assume this interaction is one of the big reasons y'all are like totally against having a singer in the band. You're just like, nope, nope, we're, we're done after that. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not the first time it's happened to Jake and I for sure. But for real? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's happened quite a bit, especially early on. Yeah, we actually had a singer at one point that would actually do that like being our singer <laughs> he would make he would make the shows just a little more difficult to to finish at times because of the i don't know personal engagements personal engagements kicking water bottles at kids just oh not, jesus it's just not a okay. real a real wild dude and actually that was the uh instance that we kicked him out is when he kicked a water bottle and it hit those are kids mothra days mothra days yeah not <laughs> any Alrighty, it makes sense why y'all changed your name and stuff now too. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> knowing that, I got you. I got you. Uh, so, what what was the last thing you listened to? Either song or album, whatever. Man, I think I was just I was just showing Kyle the new structures song because yeah, I'm all hyped up on that. I didn't know they released something. What the heck? I gotta check that yeah, out. Yeah, it's it's just the two guitarists and the drummer and the guitarist is doing vocals. It's sick. there's just three of them in the mm-hmm. video at least. So I was like. And the, the EP is called None of the Above when their first EP was called All of the Above. So I'm like, oh, shit, they're going back <laughs> to the roots. Anyways, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, lately, I've been listening to a lot of Phoebe Bridger's album, Punisher, a lot. Okay. Phoebe, is that Phoebe. a pop star? Or I, I'm, not, I'm not familiar. She's like an indie folk singer-songwriter, but her newest album is incredible. 
Alrighty. Check that out. Do that. Gonna add that now. Yeah, about you. Uh, about me? Don't listen to everything. But like, what <laughs> was the last thing you listened to? <laughs> <laughs> Bridget. Are you looking at the Spotify list? I got you. No, I'm just thinking. <laughs> the Hail of the Sun is the new record. is pretty good. Um, Royal Coda. Um, also been listening to some hip hop too. So. Okay. <laughs> so are we uh, we getting some rap in the next Timmy Cloud record? Is that, that we? Kyle's actually, actually rapping. Oh, we, we, he's gonna be spitting a few verses. I've actually Heck been yeah. about recently. <laughs> we yeah. <laughs> we actually got a guy that's gonna start scratching. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be kind of into that. <laughs> not. I mean, at least I'm not gonna rap. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what would you say your album of the year was either for last year or up to this point this year? Mine uh, would probably be the new King Gizzard album, KGLW, because it combines all the styles that they've touched on in the past into kind of one. You know, I still haven't listened to that band, dude. It's great. I need, I need to check. Great. It's doomy, it's microtonal, it's psychedelic, it's kind of everything you want. They have want. two drummers, too. That was the part yeah. I didn't know. And Actually, I on that album, on this newest album, they don't. Oh, okay. But, but yeah, usually they do. I've but watched yeah. a live set of theirs Def- at, like, KEXP, and it was yeah. just like... Oh, Definitely check guys this road. that album out, though. Um, I'd say our album. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Dude, um, Intervals' new album, probably for me, is, like, one that I've probably spent the most time listening to definitely okay it's a great like that and they're probably just like their bass player jacob umansky is like a pretty big influence for me too so yeah. i'm like oh that hey it's pretty crazy i'm still listening to ben rosette's record man it's still one of my favorites Definitely. both his both of his records uh his la- his newest one he put out what last year or year before didn't he do two? I think I can't like, remember if it was two last time. I think. But they're so good. They're so yeah, good. all of his. Yeah, was, was last year. Hmm. Alrighty, I love um, Mario sounds in there. It's pretty awesome. A little bit of Yoshi in there. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is he really? <laughs> I've never. I've yeah. never listened. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's good. The yeah. stuff's great. Alrighty. Yeah, Strawberry Girls is silly stuff. Mm-hmm. So you guys have shirts. The pic that you—I was going to show like the pic of it, but the pic you have up on your band camp is a group photo of like seven people. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> no but uh, I believe it's your logo with like the uh, the bug with a satellite on it on, on top of yeah, yeah. on top of the words, right? Um, and uh, that's available over at your band camp page. Um, yeah. Y'all were also telling me each other trying to get physicals of the album. What, what's the yeah. what's the deal with those? Um, just uh, working on. All within the next investing, yeah. Um, but we want to do. We, we definitely want to do CDs, vinyls, and cassettes. We probably honestly just need to make the order. We just don't know. We just haven't decided on who we're gonna go through to get CDs yet, too. So, we're and if out. anybody has suggestions, please drop them in the chat. Yeah. Now too, because we um, we would love a good suggestion of where to get CDs from. We're probably gonna go for like last ones we did were like paper sleeves instead of um like the hard cases too yeah which is way to go don't don't make more plastic well i was gonna say the one that i like that uh does like just digipacks and stuff is atomic disc 
They're they're mm-hmm. legit. Okay. It's really really affordable and uh, really good quality stuff. Sweet, yeah, cool. I cool. definitely heard of them. We'll definitely check those guys yeah. out. Um, but yeah, that's about all I had to talk about. Let's get something else you wanted to bring up. Oh, I guess y'all did do a uh, um, live stream um, posted last Friday. Is that what y'all were telling me? Yeah, just two days ago. Yes, yeah. yeah. it's on ago. it's on YouTube it's on and um, yeah. yeah, we've been sharing links for it. It's on our website as well. That was just your live set, right? That wasn't like a, a special kind of like stream thing. It was like you you guys playing at the venue. Yeah, playing the album front to back, pretty much, and pretty much almost almost we just threw in a song from our last EP in there that, too, yeah, Anatomy. And nobody jumping up there, yeah, yelling about how they're a dirty rooster or anything like that. No. <laughs> not this time, no. Not this time. <laughs> not this time. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, if you're looking for some chill, feel good, twinkly math rock, look no further than Telomere's, the debut album from Himigo Cloud, which dropped on June 4th. You guys are on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Bandcamp. You're also on all the streaming sites. Am I missing any plugs, or is that, is that about right? Sounds, sounds good. You got sounds YouTube. We're on, we've been hustling that YouTube game with our new videos, man. Oh yeah, man! I've, I've been seeing it, y'all. Uh, like one sixty subs, something like that. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah, started from yeah. It was literally yeah. It was uh, we didn't have one under for, fifty before the first yeah, video, so, so it's definitely main ground. Nice. And we're DIY, definitely. So it's uh, it's been a process, but it's it, we're getting it done. So Are y'all gonna be putting out any more videos anytime soon, like playthroughs and stuff. Hopefully, Ooh, there's no um, there's no current plans, but we do plan to make more videos. So yeah. Songs. We're definitely going to be getting some merch going, so definitely look out for some physical copies. Yeah. Like, yeah, vinyls. We like want to do cassettes. We've got some shirt and merch ideas. We're going to float around to stickers. Some limited limited release merch stuff coming up. Alrighty. Uh, as for me, you can drop my channel and follow so you always know when I go live. You can also sub to get access to some exclusive emails as well as access before they hit the uh, YouTube and streaming services. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. YouTube folks, if you like the video, please drop a like, click the notification bell, don't forget to subscribe. It's a great way to support me for free. Check out my music, The Sound That Ends Creation, at thesoundthatendscreation.bandcamp.com. My next guest is Illinois-based Cybergrind Act, Thought Crime. Join us this Wednesday the 16th at 7 p.m. Central for the live cast. Uh, thanks for being here, guys. Hope you had a good time. Hey, thank thanks, you guys Chris. so much. Thank Hell you. yeah. Appreciate it. And thank you all for watching and listening.